Emergency services. Please, you gotta help me. There's this weird guy. Ma'am. Please. Ma'am, call us when you're dead. What the fuck? Welcome back, callers, to another episode of Call Us When You're Dead. I'm Keith. And I'm Ryan. And on today's episode, we are going to be covering the University of Hull murder. Hull, like H-U-L-L or H-A-L-L? Hull as in H-U-L-L. Oh, okay. I actually went to school with a girl that her last name was Hall, H-U-L-L. Oh. I don't think there's any relation, but... I mean, it's still kind of a cool... She, she was low-key the owner of this university. I mean, it would be surprising. <laughs> Surprise! Right. <laughs> wow. We've got to talk about... We went We went to the movies. We, that was super fun. We did go to the movies. And what did we see? The uh, Invitation. Yeah, and that, that actually was a really good horror movie. Horror suspense. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. And, I, I did enjoy it, though. It's not many times that, like, in a horror movie, I will, like, jump or yell. But there was a few times in that that stuff happened that I, like, jumped. And we were the only ones in the theater. And I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That was definitely weird. You know, especially for me. Because normally you are the one that's like, oh, God, it's a horror movie. (laughs) And I know that we're going to go see Halloween next month. Because that comes out next month. I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. Okay, so... Are we taking a bet right now so the whole world can hear? Do you think Jamie Lee Curtis's character dies in Halloween Kills? I honestly do not believe... Or no, not Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Yeah, I honestly believe she will not die. She is a final girl. You know the stereotype or whatever of what a final girl is? Jamie Lee Curtis's character is like the OG final girl. Right, you cannot okay. kill her. I think she's going to die. And that makes me kind of sad because for my mom's generation, Jamie Lee Curtis was the original final girl from our generation. Nev Campbell playing Sydney Prescott was our final girl. My sister's generation, she was kind of stuck between like Jamie Lee Curtis and Nev Campbell. I was kind of in the same situation, but I went with more with Nev Campbell. My sister went more with Jamie Lee Curtis. (laughs) And and you could ask her today, she will tell you that like Halloween four and five with the little girl in it, she those were her favorites. But I really think that Jamie Lee Curtis is kind of done. I think she's gonna be like, I'm done. I mean, yeah, she can be done, but I still don't think they can kill her. Like, okay, yeah, you can be done and she she'll survive and then in probably five, ten more years there'll be another Halloween with a new one and they'll try to revamp it and blah 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 like that. Oh, could you imagine another five or ten years Jamie Lee Curtis playing Laurie Strode? Oh god, no. Because in the last Halloween she looked like she was about to die anyway. Well that was makeup. That was makeup. She is not she does not really look that oh, old oh, okay. in real life. That was all makeup. But I'm just saying in general she will probably be, I think, in her 70s in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, probably. So, what, what are they going to do? Give her a cane and she's going <laughs> to beat Michael to death? Right. In other news, it, yesterday was the 21st anniversary of 9-11. Oh, my goodness. I still remember that. Now, for you younger kids, 9-11 is 
No, I'm kidding. Oh God, I was like, so don't <laughs> let's not go into a fucking history class. So, well, okay, so I remember a few years back when I was doing my schooling, my college education, I had to do a history class, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing in my history textbook shit about 9/11. I'm like, yeah, for us, oh we lived God, it. Yeah. Now it's history to other kids because <sighs> they just don't know it. And then the Queen died. Yes, she did. But I saw the best meme ever are you ready for it <laughs> I, we're gonna post it on socials because is, is I it the one it. you sent me yes, yes okay so it shows betty white on one side and shows the queen on the other and it says final score america with 99 england with 96 <laughs> <laughs> that was still extremely funny but to our, our european listeners you know our, we are very you know right we have condolences our, our listeners in canada because canada they she was also their queen as well oh, i thought they went with the Prime Minister thing. No, well, but she, so even Britain has the Prime Minister, and right. Canada has a Prime Minister, but they're all uh, territories of Oh, okay, Britain. well, I didn't know that. Yep, my grandma actually taught me that. Oh, but yeah, condolences on that one. What's not a condolence, though, is our shout-out. Shout-out! Because without you guys, we would be unable to do the show, because we wouldn't have listeners, and then that would make us a little sad. True. So we have Emily V. Terry P. And James A., thank you guys so much for being callers. So, Ryan, like you have told me already, we are covering the University of Hall murder. Can you tell me any fun facts or things that are going on before we get into this? Well, absolutely. So, with Her Royal Majesty's recent passing, we figured we'd jump across the pond and cover a case over there. Again. What, last season we... Yeah, we did. We went into uh, Corpus Christi last year. Yeah. And then... Last season. Last season. Oh my gosh, last year. Woo. Everything feels like it. Every season feels like a year to me. Uh, I mean, that's fair. Here at the Call Us When You're Dead podcast family, every 10 weeks is considered a year now. We are aging like a dog. We're so efficient on years, we uh, cut it in quarters. Right. <laughs> and then we went there in the first season. The the grinder murder, the... Oh, Post yeah. or something. So, we are still sticking with the season theme of Murder on Campus, of course. And as we mentioned, we are covering the University of Hall murder. Is this where we want to tell the callers now about the university not really being like your normal university? They use the term college for our equivalent of what maybe a CC would be. And then university is our equivalent to what we would call like a college and or university, obviously. So let's continue on with the fun trend that we got going this season and share some fun facts about the University of Hall. University of Hall was originally called University College Hall and was founded in 1927. I think that's kind of funny. So... They couldn't decide, do we go to the university or college? University or college? University or college? Right. We'll do them both. So the foundation stone, which is a stone laid at a ceremony to celebrate the beginning of construction of buildings, so like our groundbreaking ceremony, was laid by King George VI, who is... Queen's dad. The Queen's dad. And I want to say the Queen is born a year prior or this year? This is built, right? Uh, uh, it was a year prior. Okay, yeah. She was born in 26. Yep. So she's only a year old. Little did she know she was going to become queen because that was not her role. Right. The first academic year had a whopping 39 students. Compared to today, the University of Hall has more than 16,000 students. That's an increase. Can you imagine 39 students? Well, could you imagine being one of those first 39 and like how awesome that had to have been for you? Right. 
but you know what it probably was? It was only 39 men because they probably oh, were absolutely. not allowing women to go absolutely. to college. Now about 15,000 of those are probably women and a <laughs> thousand are men. Right. Those women are like, remember that time when you told me I couldn't go to college? <laughs> right. And fuck you. And finally, there is a long list of famous alumni from the University of Hall. Most may not be as familiar to us here in the United States, but there are so many actors, politicians, executives, and in- inventors. Some of the notables include Dame Sarah Catherine Gilbert. She's a vaccinologist and co-developer of the Oxford AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine. Well, thank you for that. I am very happy that I was able to get that. (laughs) Right? Nicholas Liverpool, who was the former president of Dominica, which is a small little island in the Caribbean. Dorothy Lightborn, who is the attorney general for Jamaica. And musician-songwriter... Michael Stott, recognized as one of the most successful songwriters of all time by the Guinness Book of Records and collaborated with artists like Kylie Minogue, Donna Summer, and Paul McCartney. So I know there is a lot of info to give in the fun facts, but I just really wanted to show how much of a notable school that the University of Hall is. Clearly, University of Hall knows how to pump out some like, oh, yes, really intelligent, bright people right and from all spectrums of of careers i guess right one person's a president now the other person's an attorney general this person's creating a vaccine and this person's writing songs right yeah 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 as long as they don't get all together and sing like the fucking celebrities in the united states <laughs> oh, did during the shutdown because if there was one thing that was the most annoying thing you could do it was be rich and then tell me how your life was so horrible during the <laughs> <Right>. lockdown <laughs> That was annoying. My my 5,000 square foot pool that I have in the backyard filled with exotic animals. And we are just <laughs> so lonely right now. <laughs> so before we jump into the case itself, and a slight spoiler alert, we do want to make note that much of the attack itself is truly unknown because Slimeball Killer changed his plea from not guilty to guilty before the trial. So we can't reference court testimony on this one much. But we did do some extra research, and we will hopefully still give you an amazing episode. So, let's move on to the thing that I'm sure most of you are here for. Let's hop into that trusty time machine and head back to early May 2007. Please keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the time machine at all times. Call us when you're dead. Cannot be responsible for any lost limbs. Here, we are going to meet a beautiful 26-year-old marine biology student, Rebecca Love. We're also going to meet a 21-year-old scumbag, Jason Webster. Quick question. I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. Marine biology, that's like the study of like the orcas and Yeah, like ocean life. Oh, do you know how much I would love to be a manatee? (laughs) So random. Have you ever heard the Barbara Manatee song? No. Oh my God. You've never heard Barbara Manatee? She's the one for me? No. Oh, I'm playing for you that okay listen y'all go look up barbara manatee i understand it's a veggie tale song but it is the funniest song ever it's right up there with the bunny song (laughs) uh jason webster was also a student at the university these two supposedly had a casual sexual relationship for months leading up to the attack after meeting at a nightclub well, where else do you go before you want to shaboing somebody? <laughs> right. You go to a nightclub, and then you're like, I'm a little drunk, maybe a little high off of something. <laughs> Get in. 
We normally like to do a little bit more background on our victim or suspect, but as we mentioned earlier, we just couldn't find too much information regarding their background. So with that being said, let's just head straight to the night of the attack in the early morning of May 3rd, 2007. Well, before we get to that, I just want to talk about she has to be very intelligent to be in a marine biology, because I want to say stuff like that is something that you don't get to just go into you have to have like references um yeah it's a good good possibility i mean i don't know how things work over there in europe and the schooling and and well i know where i'm gonna send you then for a year off to europe oh no please oh, no, don't send europe. to me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> away from you for a year no what will no. i do <laughs> just, just kidding callers happily married over here we are very happily married but we do make jokes about like oh no what would we do what happened if i killed you <laughs> right where would i put the body can can i call your mom to have her help me hide your body would she be mad listen i had an opinion about that in season one <laughs> and i can tell you how well that went not well <laughs> i still have the text message <laughs> Jason was out with his friends doing a pub crawl and watching a Champion League match. Oh, Champions League match. What is a Champions League? Champions League is European football, for those of you who don't know, or what us Americans like to call soccer. Or the soccer. Soccer. Jason was clearly hammered at this point and was bragging to all of his friends that he was going to pick a woman up. Because, you know, bruh, bruh, I'm going to get her, bruh, bruh. I know you're thinking we're talking about Rebecca, but actually, he is talking about a completely different woman at this time. Of course he is. 21-year-old college student is a little man whore. Because, bruh. 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 So stupid. However, the other lass bailed on him, and he recalled earlier, Rebecca said that he could visit her. Yeah, but she didn't say, let me be your rebound chick, because <laughs> the first chick said, fuck you. Right, right. She said, I'm your number one. Right, right. Not not call me on your hotline <laughs> bling. Like, the first girl that you really wanted doesn't want you. Sorry, yes. <laughs> so he reached out to Rebecca to see if that offer was still valid. She retracted that invite and told him not to bother because it was too late. Good on you, girl. Right. You said, oh, I'm sorry. It's 2 a.m. I don't need you no more. <laughs> Jason opted to ignore that and headed to Rebecca's place anyways. Shortly after he arrived to her place, an argument began. Hell yeah. Right. You I told you no. Yeah. Uh, he can't. Hey, I just want to. Can't I just spend the night? <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of my house. Right. Let's probably get out of my flat. Right. Or <laughs> get out of my goddamn dorm. Right. We are not entirely sure what the disagreement was about. Yes, we are. <laughs> And can only speculate. I am entirely sure he was trying. Can't we can just, just touch it a little. <laughs> just, you, you don't gotta like put it in nothing. Just touch it. Jeez. <laughs> and she was like, ew. <laughs> and that's where that argument began. Uh, yeah, very good possibility. I understand it's my speculation, but I'm going with that as my knowledge <laughs> and my understanding. It could have been because he shut up to Rebecca's place extra early in the morning. E extra early? How about extra late? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it could be because Rebecca was trying to permanently end things with Jason as it was rumored that she had met him, met someone else who lived near her family hometown in South Yorkshire. I mean, that's also a very good possibility. Right. He was trying to get it in. She said, oh, I'm sorry, but that is close to business to you. 
I met somebody else. <laughs> and he just wanted to lay there without no clothes on. <laughs> and she said, sorry, ho, I got a test in the morning. <laughs> Regardless of what actually triggered the argument, Jason's following actions are not speculation. He did end up murdering her. He attacked Rebecca with a pen. Yes, listeners, you heard correctly. A pen. I'm sorry, what kind of pen did he use? A ballpoint pen? Like, are <laughs> I mean, we talking normal pen? Are we talking, like... Yeah, a, a pen. Like, I'm... Was it like, a, oh, I turn it into a knife type of pen? And instead of instead pen. of writing you an angry letter, I'm gonna stab you. I mean, I guess we all have choices in life, and he's made one. <laughs> the prosecuting attorney, or the European equivalent of what we would call the prosecuting attorney, said it very accurately when he stated, quote, This was a sustained and extremely violent attack that was involved, involved stabbing the head, throat, and inside the mouth with a pen. Now, he said violent. I'm sure there are some sickles or curiosity weirdos. I want to know what is considered violent. Jason stabbed Rebecca over 90 times with that pen. We have heard people being like, this person stabbed that person with a knife 10 times and the knife broke. Yep. How did this pen not break? It wasn't a dollar store pen, I'd imagine. You know, another thing with the knife stabbings, normally murderer will get like blood on their hands. Right. And it will cause their hand to slip down the handle of the knife. And and, cut themselves. Yep. I would say a knife would have a more sturdier handle than a a pen. This isn't going to have something to cut your hand, so he's going to be able to become way more violent with it. It it can. Like, there could be, like, the the little clasp that people put on their shirt, and that's kind of got, like, a edge or something that, like, goes... Yeah. I mean, that could... Right, but do you really think he was popping the cap off of the pen, or do you just think he found a random pen? I wish I knew. I wish I knew. <laughs> don't stab people with pens. People, don't stab people with pens. It's fucking rude. Just don't stab people in general, but definitely don't fucking stab them with a pen, and definitely don't stab <laughs> them 90 times with a pen. Right. Then to top it off, this piece of trash felt that he had to choke out whatever life was left in her. Hold the fucking phone. You stabbed her 90 times, and then you felt the need to choke her out, too? How alive are you after 90 stabs to the face and throat? With a pen, maybe it didn't get any arteries and stuff like that. And God, it's I just possible wish she, she had, could I have hope been alive. That she, this is going to sound so bad. <laughs> I really hope she was dead by the point that he did this to her. Or, like, pass that, out of shock or something. Right, because it's just so much more pain to put somebody in. You know, and trauma, I guess, to put somebody else right. in it's, when you've already done something so extremely heinous, heinous to them. I almost said heinous. I meant to say heinous. <laughs> you've done something so heinous to them, stabbing them 90 times. How are you going to then still not feel like you're done and then turn around and choke that person to death? It's just insane, sick, crazy. Unfortunately, her body is not going to be found until May 4th by university staff. I'm sorry, when did this attack happen again? Uh, early morning of May 3rd, so it would take a day for... It's going to take a whole 24 hours to find her. Yes. She was completely naked, with the exception of socks that were still on her feet. Why the socks? Do we find out why he didn't take her socks? No, no, we don't. No? I looked through several different articles, and every single article, when describing how she was found... Talked about her socks still being on her, and that's the only thing that she had on her. Yes. 
I wonder if he was trying to stage it to look like they had sex and she left her socks on while they were having sex. Yes, I'm thinking that's a very good uh, possibility. I think it's gross to leave your socks on ever. (laughs) I don't remember the last time I even wore socks. Are you able to reach those parts of your tootsies? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, we have to get some kind of like laugh out of that. It's so weird to me, I guess, to see such violence like that. And then this weird shift of, but I'm going to leave her socks on her. Right. Of all things to leave on. You would just think if you're going to put somebody in the nude, you're going to take all of their clothing because you're trying to hide DNA. You know, like your personal DNA, that is going to be all over her socks because you've been taking her pants off. So during the investigation, the police did speak to Jason. He initially denied everything and tried to send the police on a wild goose chase. He went as far as trying to imitate her handwriting and leaving a note behind to suggest it was the other guy. The dude from Yorkshire. Yes. So that's kind of where the evidence that there was another guy kind of came from. He also scrubbed her body clean with fabric conditioner to try to remove any sort of evidence. So he took fabric softener, cleaned her body, but left her socks on her. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like he was trying to go for the, I'm crazy. You would think that. I love how, like, whenever we do this, I devolve into these crazy routes in my mind. And that the listeners get to hear this. Mm. Because this is literally what happens when we're at home when we watch TV. What if they're doing it for this? But what if they're doing it for that? What if this is this? And what if that's that? We've watched, I'll round down, I would say a, a billion hours of murder shit. Yeah. Okay. Have you, or do you recall, any time someone used fabric conditioner? Like, is that actually a thing to remove evidence? Because I don't remember hearing, like, I don't... No, I would think bleach. Right? I would think bleach. Acid. Acid. Pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Pigs, yes, yes. Concrete yeah, that you yeah. throw into the ocean. Fabric conditioner. No, and I've heard of people, like, washing the body in, like, shampoo or right. so. Well, I don't, yeah, it's not like he can just, hey, I'm going to throw you in the washer and dryer real quick. Right. Well, I'm not <laughs> saying he's throwing her in the washer <laughs> and dryer, but I'm saying, like, you, we've had cases that we've personally seen where the husband killed the wife, but then he washed her body to make it look as if she was taking a shower. And slipped and fell. Okay, okay. You know, or there was the one where he claimed, my wife fell asleep in the bathtub. No, I very much think she fell asleep in the bathtub. I don't think that that man ever killed her. Yes, he's serving time for it, but I don't think he killed her. Even then, they were like, well, there was water all over the floor. There wasn't water all over the floor. And if she did this, you know, so fabric softener? Because that's literally what fabric conditioner is. It's just fabric softener. Yeah, that's that's what I would think. No, and I wouldn't imagine fabric conditioner, like, getting stuff out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a cleaning agent. I think it's a uh, agent fabric like, softener. <laughs> right, it's something to make your clothes actually smell better, not and softer. Right, and softer and feel better, not to clean. And so I don't understand. So he's just stupid. Yeah, he is stupid. This is not where my mind would have went to get rid of evidence. Right, right. The only thing he admitted to was meeting up with Rebecca that night and claiming they did the dirty, and then he left. However, the police found no evidence of them having sex at night, and the truth is eventually going to come out. I mean, that's just a stupid lie. Clearly, this man's track of I'm a genius is not on par. (laughs) So, when did he think that they weren't going to do a rape kit or... Right, right. Something like that, especially because you've left her body exposed in a way to make it look like it was something sexually violent. Right, yeah. If they're good police, 
they're going to do some kind of sexual uh, analysis on the body. Especially a naked one. Right. To make sure that what's going on is not of sexual nature. You know, I feel like that is really the cornerstone of his downfall. Because it's something that the cops are going to remember him saying, well, we had sex that night. And then there being no evidence of sex. Like, well, if he's lying about this, yeah, what else is he what lying else about? is he lying about? Yes. Because that is such a major thing to lie about. Yeah, yeah, and stupid. It, it is stupid. So, do you remember earlier when we mentioned that this ass face changed his plea from not guilty to guilty? It was more than likely because of the mountain of forensic evidence that they had against him. Oh yeah, I could not see anywhere his DNA is not all over her. So I I figured we'd cover a few of those just because it's almost hilarious that he thought he was going to get away with it. It shows that his his fabric conditioner scrub bath theory didn't work. Right. Police asked Jason to provide the shirt he was seen wearing that night, but it strangely was missing. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh no. He lost the shirt in a couple days. So, you see what had happened was, I put it into the washer, and then into the dryer. And the dryer you know, ate it? somehow, sometimes when you put socks in the dryer, and then only one sock comes out, and you don't know whatever happened to that other sock, that is what happened to that shirt. It <laughs> went to um, Narnia. Yes, Narnia. With Mr. Tumnus, the sock stealer. <laughs> When asked about the fresh cut to his hand, he simply did not have an answer for it. Uh, roll back those tapes. There was no fresh cut. Okay? <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> Sir, you're bleeding on my table right now as we sit here. No, no, I'm not. That is fake news. <laughs> fake news. Forensics found his bloody palm print on a bottle of Febreze in her place. What the hell? Were you farting the whole time? <laughs> yeah, I... Why, dear Lord, was that what the fabric conditioner was? It could be. Is that what this is? Did it, he? It could be, but I'm uh, Febreze is gonna come up in trial time. Okay, because in my mind now I'm thinking he sprayed her with Febreze. Yes, that could scrubbed her body. That very much could be. Oh my God! Okay, you get to read the next but, one because okay. now in my mind I'm thinking this guy okay, is that dumb. Okay, okay. Well, just wait until we get to trial time. Okay. Rebecca's blood was found in the metal links of his watch strap. Oh, because he forgot to fabric condition that? (laughs) Right, right. God, he's dumb. They found the pen, which contained his and her skin, both on it. Well, that's that's some damning evidence. Right, how? Hmm. That's not my skin? Right, right. You can't deny it. If it's yours, and it's DNA, it's fucking yours. And Rebecca was a fighter, because she also had some of his skin under her fingernails. You know what? I feel like if you are going to be a marine biologist, you just have to know how to fight because you're going to fight off a shark. Right. You got to punch it in the nose. Rebecca, I am so sorry you lost your life to such a weird fucking asshole. But I am so glad, girl, that when you went down, you did it to where you knew somebody was going to get him. Yes, yes. Because I, we, you and I have talked about this many times, where if somebody was physically attacking me... I would do everything in my power if I knew I was going to lose that fight to make sure that I had either DNA underneath my nails. I would scratch the shit out of somebody because even though I'm a guy, I'm going to scratch you. Right, or bite. I'm going to bite the shit out of you. I'm going to do something to you to where you can be found later on. And then my family will deal with you. You may not have to worry about the cops because when my family finds out... (laughs) 
you may wish to have the judge hurry the trial along. Right, right. My oh. mom is crazy, but she's crazy <laughs> in a good way until you cross her child. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> we used to tell everybody, my mom is like an eagle. She loves her babies, but fuck with one of them and she will scratch her eyes out. <laughs> So with all of that said, and all the joking aside, Ryan, can you please get us into the trial? Yes, trial time. So I'm going to start with this one. So so brace yourself on this, Keith. It's, oh goodness, the bullshit shenanigans or whatever you want to call it is about to hit an all new high. Are you telling me that my blood pressure about ready to go through the roof? <sighs> so according to the HallDailyMail.co.uk website. Okay. Jason told the courts that he only stabbed her with the pens in a bid to save her life and claimed he sprayed her in the face with Febreze to revive her. Sir, (sighs) sir, Febreze is not one of those masks that they put over your face to give you CPR, first off. Secondly, how were you saving her? Like, was she was she demonically possessed? Am I missing something in this story? <laughs> what part of, oh my lord, you stabbed her in the face, neck, and throat. How many? 90? 90? Uh, I believe the number was like 92 or 93, okay. but yeah, over 90. Okay, to save her life. From who? The, Casper the Friendly Ghost? The the marker demon. The crayon demon. Oh my demon. gosh. And then you used Febreze to... What judge had to hear that and sat there with a straight face while he heard the world's largest realm of bullshit? <laughs> I have heard some real fucked up tales. Like, oh, the dog talked to me, so I had to go on a killing spree. That's a little fucked up. You stabbed her in the face, neck, and throat 90 times to save her life and Febreze her to revive her. Just because it revives the air, my dude, does not mean it revives her. Yeah, he should have fucking gone with the insanity plea if that's what his story was. I would have bought it at this point had he said, I think I'm a little crazy. (laughs) Sir, you might need to get medically checked out. Please just go get medically checked out. You are crazy as hell. I can feel my blood pressure. (laughs) My heart is racing, so I just wanted to strangle the shit out of him and then spray Febreze on him and say I'm trying to revive him. (laughs) I I knew you would like that one. Oh, God. So his motive, still not 100% clear, but a safe guess would be a drunken rage that turned into a murderous crime of passion. I can tell you 100% what his motive was. (laughs) He wanted to have sex with her because they had been doing it on and off for a long time. A few months is still a very long time. He developed some kind of feelings for her. She did not reciprocate those feelings. And when she cut it off, because she is a woman and a young lady, anybody has the right to cut somebody else off from something like that. You as a man don't get the right to say, well, I'm the man. You're going to just give it to me. <laughs> so that pissed him off because he's already been rejected once yeah, yeah. by one girl that night. Now he's being rejected by another one. Yeah, and yeah. she just happens to be the one that is going to face down all of that. Had she not even known him, he probably would have killed the first girl because he's just that type of loser. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say that Rebecca doesn't matter because she 100% matters. Oh, absolutely. But I feel like he was going to do something to someone. Somebody that night, regardless. And he was all drunk and stupid. Right. And then his soccer team probably lost because they're probably as stupid as he is. And I'm not even going to say, well, he gets a pass because he was drinking. Because you don't, my friend. You don't. Absolutely not. Everybody can. I have been drunk 
multiple times. My husband has been drunk multiple times. Not once in our lives have we been out and gone, <laughs> you know what I want to go do? Kill a drifter. <laughs> yes, let's go murder. Now, Rebecca wasn't a drifter. I understand that. But fuck you and your excuses <laughs> and your dumb try to save her life and Febreze her back to life. <laughs> Sir, you might actually become a t-shirt saying. <laughs> oh, God, I forbreezed her back to life. Uh, as you can tell from the pile of evidence and his crazy reasoning or logic. Did he try Windex? <laughs> oh, God. Because I hear Windex fixes everything, too. <laughs> True story. From my big fat Greek wedding, you've got a little bite Windex. Maybe the, his family <laughs> thought Febreze it. Regardless, it, it was smart for him to change his plea from not guilty to guilty. I would have loved for him to just gone with the I'm still not guilty thing, just so everybody else could hear how fucking weird he is. (laughs) In the end, he was sentenced to life in prison and ordered that he has to serve a minimum term of 21 years. No, my dude, you get to serve all of it. You don't get to get no minimum (laughs) in this one. The moment that you decided to Febreze somebody back to life or stab them is the moment... That you don't get a 21-year minimum, you get a lifetime minimum. Right, right. I think the minimum should have at least been fucking 26 years. Oh, yeah, I 100% agree with that. Because, you know what? No, I would say go based off of like what her life expectancy would have been. And that should have been the minimum. That he has to serve out the minimum bit oh, of her life. Sure, so then that- you're looking at... 50, 60 plus. Right, and I've always been kind of a proponent of that because now... And we talked about that back in season one, where that one dude got off just after a few years, and there was only justice for the one kid. I feel like you should always have to take the median of life expectancy. So, like, if women are supposed to live until they're 75, well, then you take 75, we'll say 76, minus her 26. Well, now you're living in there for at least a minimum of 50 years. Right, right. Because why should you have the opportunity to get out when you've taken somebody else's life? Right, right. So, essentially, um, I don't know if Europe does parole, but he'll be eligible for that parole, the 21 years, in six more years. See, and that's just wrong to me, because when did this attack happen again? 2007. Okay, and she was 26 at the time, so she'd be almost 40 by now, right? You know, so... Yeah, yeah. And if we're saying that in six more years, she he gets to get out, she would have been maybe a grandmother? Yeah, possibly. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, you don't deserve to get out, and I hope, I truly, truly hope that none of them will allow him to get out just for justice for Rebecca. Right, right. So, real, just real quick side thing, just on your opinion. Do you think if this Jason Webster had a very good attorney... They could have gotten him off with second-degree murder for crime of passion, temporary insanity, and he would have been out in 10, 15 years. Oh, God, that is a tough one. We don't got double. I'm just curious if you think, yeah, no. I feel like you can't ask me that and then not expect me to not want to go in. Because in my mind, (laughs) yes and no. Can I can I yes and no that one? Sure, sure. But clearly it's a crime of passion, and that is temporary right. insanity. Well, no, I don't know if it would be temporary insanity, but I feel like the things that he said, lead, I don't. I think maybe there was just a mental thing going on where he was acting crazy. But is he acting crazy for the show of it because he's trying to manipulate? Sure. Or is he actually believing what he's believing? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I would hope that no reasonable defense attorney would try to get him that kind of a deal 
Okay, okay. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes people just deserve the punishment that they're absolutely, getting. Absolutely, um, absolutely. We recently saw that with like the whole Alex Jones thing, when the, his defense attorney accidentally released his text <laughs> messages. <laughs> right. And then it was an accident. I think that some very good defense attorneys... Do uh, seek justice for... Do seek justice, because you kind of have like... Kathleen Zellner, we watched her as she she was a defense attorney, defended a guy that she almost got off for murder. Right, yeah. Off of a technicality, and then he she was like, I just couldn't do that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so now she has the Innocence Project, and so I just, I feel like if you are a good defense attorney, you look at all of the facts you go through and you go, okay. It's more than just getting the client off. Right. There needs to be some sort of justice, especially when that client is 100% proven to be the attacker. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, but I feel like when there's not that percentage, when there's not 100% they did it, then you need to do everything you can to get that lowered or find out if they truly are the the actual person that did it or not. Sure, sure. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. I, I was just curious. What about you? Honestly, I believe if he did have the appropriate badass defense attorney that they probably could have gotten him because it's a crime of passion. It's not justifying. It's still crime, but it's... right. The crime of passions is always linked to I don't think you and I the, ever sit here and try to the, justify somebody's crime. I think no. you and I... We look at all the different angles and... Right, pick things sides. apart yeah. because yeah, yeah. we realize that, yes, sometimes crimes are crimes of passion. Sometimes yep. crimes are just, you're and an asshole, the, you're a killer. <laughs> right, and the crimes of passion, I say, I want to say, fall under the temporary insanity, which gives you second-degree murder. I think it depends, and I don't know if in the UK, which we base a lot of our laws off of them, so it probably is, but right. I don't know if they do it like that like we do over here yeah i don't know either my opinion i guess yeah i guess (laughs) callers write us in and let us know what you i I think that might be a cool thing to start let us know what you think if their punishment punishment was acceptable or if you feel like they deserved a harsher punishment or a lighter punishment i think that's what we need to start doing maybe we're going to start adding that in as like our opinion on the end of each case we kind of already do it already but yeah yeah you know It'd be fun to hear from the callers on it. For sure. And and there's not like there's any right or wrong answer for it because, well, I mean, not any that we're going to be like, oh, well, look at this person. Everybody's love their opinion. Absolutely. You and I have differences of, of opinion. We've had callers that have said, hey, we just don't agree with this opinion, and that's fine. And we've had callers that said that they absolutely do agree with that. So we we enjoy that. That's that's positive criticism. This, this would just be a fun thing. Maybe we'll start adding it into the Facebook of seeing people's comments on it, of if it's fair or not. Ooh, sound, sounds kind good. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. And there you have it. There is the University of Hull murder. That was... A ride. Uh, this was a ride. I, I actually really enjoyed covering this one. I think because this time the person was just that stupid. Yeah, yeah. And prior to this, we've been covering shootings. Yep. And those are always, I feel, so hard to talk about just the dumb things that happen or involved, you know... Yeah, yeah. And so, shooting is just so final. It is. You know, and I'm not saying these aren't final. Like, what happened to her wasn't just a final thing. Right, yeah. But she was given a chance to fight back, where people with guns are not always given that chance. Right. You know, and we're always very excited when they do get to fight back. And I understand that we just did a case that is over in the UK. However, we are going to be giving you guys those national numbers again, but they are for here in the United States. Um, And those numbers are going to be for if you or anybody that you know is in a situation that's revolving around domestic violence or sexual assault. So 
the domestic violence national hotline number is 800-799-7233 or 800-799-SAFE. Now, it was not confirmed, or I mean, it was confirmed that this this fuckhead did not do the terrible, awful right. to Rebecca, thankfully. Thankfully, yes. But, but he definitely implied it. Right. He he wished. He, I think <laughs> if given the chance, I mean, he would have. He had the chance. No, I don't think he would have considered necrophilia. Because I, mean, I think at that point she was dead, and I don't think that's he would have sex with her. Right. For I'll reason, murder you, but I'm not doing that. Right. But because there was an attempted sexual assault implicated, implicated, or and he may have attempted it at one point and just decided not to, we don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, we will be giving out that number, and again, that is for here in the United States. That number is eight zero zero six five six four six seven three or eight zero zero six five six hope. Please. Use that number if you use either one of those numbers. If you or anybody that you know is involved in domestic violence situation, and domestic violence guys does not always have to be putting your hands on somebody. Verbal domestic violence is almost worse sometimes than physically attacking somebody. Yeah, uh, definitely. It, it the the mental game is is vicious, right? But that's that's got the number for the national hotline for domestic violence and the national sexual abuse hotline. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to call if you need them. And I just want to say again, to Rebecca Love's family and friends, we are so sorry that you had to lose a daughter, a sister, a friend, a niece over somebody else's horrible, horrible actions. And we ask that all of the callers remember Rebecca Love. So this was episode seven. We're down to three left. Eight, nine, and ten. Mm-hmm. And... We're not sure yet, guys, but 10 might be a two-parter. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. I'm really hoping that I can get my grandma on to interview her for episode 10. That would be exciting. It would be. I I think I can get her to do it, but you never know. Right. In the meantime, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. And give us those five stars. We love five stars. They, don't don't make us send a pen at you. Oh God, too soon, too oh, soon. Okay, okay, yeah. Also, don't forget to follow us on the socials: Facebook.com/slash Call Us Dead, or you can follow us on TikTok at Call Us When Dead, where you can see some fun videos of us, or better yet, Jakaris, the Sugar Gliders, and of course our fur babies Lola and Bailey. Or you can email us at. Call us dead at yahoo.com to tell us what you thought about the case, ask questions, suggest some cases, or just to say hi. But until then, remember to stay strong, do everything with love, know there is always hope, and in case you forget, you can always call call us when when you're dead. dead. University of Hall was originally called University College. Oh, you want me to reread it? Yeah, I'll reread it. <laughs> Dame Sarah Catherine Catherine Gilbert. Catherine. 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 I know there was a lot of info. Oh.
my bad. I was on the wrong paragraph. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> Forensics found his body. Oh my god! I almost said his body palm, and I was going to ask Ooh, a lot of questions on what a body palm was. What's a body palm? 